Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Avi Sosland, and today we are learning Daf Samech, page 60, in Masechet Eruvin. On today's Daf, the rabbis struggle with the question of authority in the oral tradition. What exactly is the essential element of rabbinic study? Following yesterday's Mishnah, the question arises, exactly how much of a town needs to be left outside of its Eruv in order for the Eruv to be permissible. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, as long as there is even one house in one chatzer, one courtyard, that is not included in the Eruv, it qualifies as the needed exception to that town's Eruv. But the question continues. How did Rabbi Yitzchak come up with this position? Abaye, the fourth generation Babylonian Amora, asks, what is the source of this position? Is his position Gemara? Is it passed down through tradition? Or is it Sivara? Is it derived by logic? Rav Yosef asks him, my nafkamina, what difference does it make? Abaye seems to scoff at Rav Yosef's question. Gemara gmors mortatehe. If I just follow the Gemara, if I learn the tradition without understanding it, he says, it becomes like a zemer, like a song. Basically, he seems to be saying, it better be Sivara, because I'm not just supposed to sing it, am I, without knowing what I'm saying? Clearly, in this case, Abaya's response teaches us that Sivara is preferable. Logic, at least according to this passage with Abaye, is a far better way to judge the merits of an argument than a tradition that is passed down without understanding. This privileging of the logical rabbinic process is reiterated at the bottom of the next page. At the very bottom of Amud Bet, Rabbi Edi challenges his own teacher in a subtle, powerful way. The question at play here is regarding a Tchum Shabbat. We've returned to that subject. It is measured towards the city. Let's say a person is extending a Tchum Shabbat from his home with an Eruv. His home is outside of the city and the Tchum is in the direction of the city. The Tchum, the 2000 Amma, hits right in the middle of the city. Amar Rabbi Edi, Amar Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Edi said in the name of Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi, If one was measuring one's tomb of 2,000 amot and the measurement ended in the middle of the town, He only has half of that town within his tomb and he may not walk through the whole town. 
If his measurement ended at the end of the town or beyond, the entire town is counted for him as if it were only for Amot. And we complete the remainder for him. After subtracting for Amot for the entire city, he may resume measuring the 2,000 Amot at the end of that town or city. Great. What is strange here is that Rabbi Edi presents this position, but doesn't seem to like the position. He brings a position of Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, and then he counters it. Ein elu ela divrei nevuot. These rulings are nothing but prophecy. Mali kalta b'chatzi ha'ir, mali kalta b'sofa ir. What's the difference between a tchum that ends in the middle of the city or at the end of the city? This is prophecy. As Rashi explains it, Rabbi Idi is saying that Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi is kemit nabeh. He is like one who is prophesying. He doesn't give a reason for his words. Now, Rabbi Idi's comment could be taken in one of two ways. Maybe he's actually complimenting Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Wow, you are so brilliant. You don't even need to quote from earlier rabbis or to, to deduce any argument from anywhere. You are a prophet. On the other hand, and this seems more likely, maybe Rabbi Edi is insulting Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. He's saying you don't have a source for that, so you may as well be a prophet. You're not playing by the rabbinic rules. You are using an old method of deciding laws, nivu'ah, prophecy. That's not okay. Rava, another fourth generation Amara like Abaye on the previous page, jumps in to, de to defend the position. Tarvaihu t'nenhu, both are taught in the Mishnah he teaches. It's as if Rava is saying, please do not start with that. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi has plenty of sources to stand on. The next Mishnah proves both possibilities. Rava, who has a reputation for being a protector of the oral tradition, is protecting his friend and teacher, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi, from what turns out to be a very serious accusation. The fact is, one could argue that the entire rabbinic enterprise is about moving away from Nivuah and towards a more logical, process-oriented approach which the rabbis are putting forth. This is the argument of Rav Avraham Yitzchak Cook, who wrote an essay in his book Ha'orot entitled Chacham Adif Minavi. The scholar is preferable to the prophet. Think of that famous, often quoted story of the Tanur Shel Achnai, where Rabbi Eliezer stands up in the Beit Midrash and performs miracles. A voice of God comes down into the study hall and confirms that Rabbi Eliezer is speaking on behalf of God. He is the prophet in that story. But the rabbis reject his prophecy in favor of their own system of ruling. Lo it is not in the heavens, they say. Prophecy is over. The Tosafot on Ardaf make this clear. Quoting from Bava Batra, that line that Rav Cook uses as the title of his essay, 
They remind us that chacham adif minavi. A scholar is preferable to a prophet. Rabbi Idi is, it seems, insulting Rabbi Hoshua ben Levi when he says, oh, you are only using prophecy. When all of us know, chacham adif minavi. A scholar is better than the prophet. What, says the earlier page, the Amud Aleph? You want us to just recite stuff without thinking it through? Should we just sing it without understanding it? No. The essence of rabbinic study is the thought process itself. The days of prophecy are over. It is time now, say Rava and Abaye and the rabbis throughout the Talmud. It is time to use that logical thinking process. It is time for the new logic-based way, the rabbinic way. As inheritors of this rabbinic process, it is a privilege to be learning with you, and it will be good to study again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.